Welcome back to the Welcome Matt's podcast. I'm Regular Matt. I'm Reverend Matt. And today we have two guests on our podcast. Uh, we have Sacramento Junior YBA's co-presidents, uh, Jennifer Goy and Kara Ishisaka. Um, let's see. Why don't we have Kara? Why don't you start and introduce yourself? Okay. Um, hi, I'm Kara Ishisaka. I'm 17 and I'm a senior at Mokachi High School. And Jen. Hi, my name's Jen. I am also one of the co-presidents of Junior YBA. I am also a senior at McClatchy High School. That was not smooth. That's all right. <laughs> nothing, nothing that we do is smooth, and people know that. We're just that's just how we uproll. Um, yeah, all, all of our transitions or like segues, we we call them out yep. so that they're not smooth. <laughs> Yeah, we want people to know that we're moving on to the next subject. Nice. Um, so you guys are both from Sacramento, uh, and you guys both go to the Sacramento Betsuin. Uh, why don't you tell us like a little bit about some of the um, activities that you guys have participated in through the temple, or not through the temple? Other stuff too, like through school. Okay, I'll go first since I'm talking. Um, yeah, I've. I've gone to Dharma school since I was a little child. Um, I've been in junior YBA since ninth grade. I've been part of the Girl Scout program through the church. Um, what else do I do? What, um, <laughs> okay, I, I always forget how the Girl Scout ranking oh, works. Um, so, yeah. so what are you and then like uh, what, are you going for your gold award this year? Um, I'm an ambassador and I already did my gold award. I um, helped plant a garden at Didion Elementary School and taught them about like the plant life cycle. I've also played basketball since till like sixth grade. That was, that was a fun time. Me and Kara have basically done everything through the church together. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um something as jen uh practically like grown up at the church i guess since i was little did dharma school um since preschool and all the way up till now um girl scouts i'm ambassador same true as jen yeah um, my gold award i'm currently uh making an electronic library catalog for the church and beautifying their library um what else oh also part of junior iba um and dharma school teacher assistant for the first grade class and you've been doing that for what four years now this is your fourth year right yep, fourth year. that's right because you started the same year i started as a dharma school teacher we don't need to go into the details <laughs> what do you mean i don't know what you're talking about you were a great teacher's assistant <laughs> i think mm -hmm. you had your moments <laughs> um uh, Matt, did you want to start with junior YBA or Dharma school? Um, I mean, I just, you know, go off of just talking like what they were talking about. So I, I, uh, I'm always interested in what brings people to the temple and makes them stay. Right. And so, uh, I feel like the general sentiment that I hear from people when they talk about their, their time, the going to things, just like you have been very active participating um, there's very little choice and it's, you know, my parents made me and <laughs> they, they, they appreciate it later on in their whatever, you know, thirties, forties, 
uh, they they say that they're happy that they were forced to go. But I was wondering if uh, either one of you had any choice or any say um, in, you know, the, the things that you were doing or if just like, you know, a lot of the people you, you were just told, like, this is what you're doing and, and you, um, you you did it. Yeah, I think when you're younger, it's definitely like your parents want you to go and be involved with the church. Like I know I had I had to go until at least I was grade. But especially like junior YBA has really helped me like understand the importance of going to church and being connected to the temple. So like especially within the past few years, I've definitely wanted to go and like be a part of the church and participate in like church activities. Yeah, um, I agree too. Well, for me, because I'm the youngest of three children, so everything that I did, I was kind of forced into it. Um, but I, like Jen, I kind of see like the point of it. I no longer like take it for granted now because it's somewhere that like my dad grew up attending since he was little, and um, now that and now that he still attends it as he's older, I see like why it's so important to him. You know, the ideas of just being surrounded by all. Uh, these great people and you're learning from each other and that I, whole notion of compassion oh great yeah thank you like uh because I, I remember as a kid um I got perfect attendance I don't know a bunch of years but <laughs> as a kid it's not because I wanted to right yeah. <laughs> it's because you wake up on Sunday and that's where you're going so um, I'm glad that you guys have uh developed that kind of awareness and appreciation for it uh much later on um I guess I don't know, Matt, do you have a segue into something from then? Well, no, I actually had a question for uh, Kara. So okay. did your mom go to Temple 2 before meeting your dad um, and having kids? Um, I don't know if she did. Well, because she grew up in Hawaii, so oh. I don't, she attended Temple over there. Um, but I know that ever since my dad and her married, I think she's been attending. Oh, okay. And then, so then, like, your sister, Mika did Junior YBA, right? Yes. But Brian didn't? He wasn't interested. And then, Jen, did your sister do Junior YBA? No, she didn't. Oh, interesting. Then, so, yeah. okay, maybe then, how did, well, like, how did you guys get more involved with Junior YBA then? Or, like, why, why did you guys get interested in, in like, joining Junior YBA? Honestly, I have no idea. Um, most likely it was because Koichi, because like Koichi kind of knows everybody. So he knew my mom and like talked to her about it probably and then signed me up. And then all of a sudden I knew that I was going to Fresno <laughs> like freshman year. And then like I, I was like Fresno was that year was really fun for me and I wanted to keep doing it and then go to like the coast district coast district conference and now i'm here <laughs> yeah um i kind of like jen i didn't i don't really have like an exact reason i think i just kind of got encouraged to do it by koichi as well but also probably for my older sister because she was also co-president her senior year and she encouraged me to do it so. that's good yeah i feel like I was peer pressured into joining because like <laughs> I was on the basketball team and me and my cousin, we, we both joined uh, the, the basketball team at our church. And there was only one like high school team oh. for us. We were kind of a smaller temple. And so 
even though we were freshmen, you know, there was like seniors and juniors on the team. They're all like, oh yeah, like you got to join junior Y, you know, it's a lot of fun come out to these things. So we both, you know, joined the the team and then we both joined junior Y and we started going to stuff. So we, you know, there's kind of that internal peer pressure, which, you know, not all peer pressure is bad. Like it's, it's good when you yeah. get peer pressured into doing things that, um, you know, are beneficial for you or, you know, might have a lot of fun. Yeah. Just so like pushing was... you to be more active in mm. certain things. Exactly. Right. Like, um, I, I remember, uh, what was it? Some, some, somebody asked me about like, what, what's the advice that you would give, you know, like freshmen or someone coming in and it was like, to get as active as possible, you know, when you, when you first get in, because I really wasn't active until I want to say like my junior year. And I was like, Oh man, like I could have done a lot more if I you know, really wanted to. So, uh, I was wondering, um, if you guys as seniors, if you had like any advice, if you were going to give some to like your younger self, like, or to, you know, any freshman coming in. I would definitely say like, don't be afraid to talk to new people. Because, like, although fr- freshman year Fresno, skit, or Fresno conference was really fun, I definitely didn't talk to as many people. But, like, once you start getting more comfortable and start putting yourself out there, like, being afraid to, like, look like a fool during workshops or just, like, meeting new people during those times, it, it'll be incredibly rewarding. So just, like, don't be afraid to, like, put yourself out there and, like, talk to new people. Um, yeah, I agree with that too. I just say, um, don't be afraid and just get out of your comfort zone. Cause for me, I'm a shy person. So kind of being around people is not really my thing. I'm kind of more like uh, secluded and stuff like that, but being in junior YBA and going to the conferences has really helped me get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's awesome. I think, so I think that you guys, and I don't know about you, Reverend Matt, but like, I feel like Kara and Jen, you guys have had a very different experience with junior YBA than I had of like a lot of the kids that I knew in junior YBA, like when I went to Fresno conference and things like that, like I knew with a lot of them from basketball too, whether it was like church basketball. Cause I feel like you guys kind of are hitting a weird generation of there is no more church basketball for your age, especially for, for young women. Um, but like, for me, basketball was still really big then. So a lot of people that like I played against were still going to the conferences and then even playing like Kara, like playing Barons, there were a lot of people from like San Jose, a lot of people from like LA that played. And then, so, I mean, I, I always went knowing a lot of people. So I feel like that's a lot different. And then I, th- I think too, like maybe Reverend Matt, I don't know if you, did you do YC before you graduated or was that your senior, you did it like after your senior year? Mm-hmm. summer of my yeah yeah because i because i didn't mind my junior year so then i knew even more people from just like yc oh. and things like that so maybe like jen you can kind of touch on this too is like how has byr kind of like affected that junior yba experience yeah byr you're literally living with people for an entire week and that's the only people you can interact with so you really like get to know people and like care if you're a shy person if you already know 14 20 people that are going to these conferences it can be really helpful to like stick around with them meet their friends from junior yba and just like get to know even more people and like byr like i said like you're literally living with people they kind of become like your junior yba family that's outside your temple so like 
say I go down and live in Los Angeles, I'll, I'll know some people from that area and be able to be comfortable within their temple because I already know some people. It is. It's a great uh, program, you know, going back to the, the YAC where, like, you know, you're living with a group of people. And so naturally you get close. Um, you, you get close to people if you spend 24 hours with them. You, know, yeah. you spend you know, the entire week. It, it's pretty good. And I think what's uh, fantastic about it is I don't know if it's the kind of people it draws or it just happens this way. But uh, the the participants are definitely uh, very thoughtful um, and, you know, kind. And so when you do have people who are maybe a little bit more shy and, you know, as an advisor, I, I notice these things, but they, you know, they, the kids reach out, they, they want to include people. Uh, they aren't very, uh, you know, clicky. I feel like, you know, sometimes you can see that at the conferences and stuff and that's how it is, but um, it's, it's a great way, like you said, to create those friends that you can then build on and you can make, even more friends or you know have, have something like an access to like a network or something right other area. yeah and even like not even not even the other peers or kids just like meeting other reverends and senseis and ministers that's also really helpful because like not only do you get to learn from experienced people you also get to have a connection with them and when you go to their temple so that's cool and like i when I see like Reverend Candace at, at her different temples, it's always like, hi, how are you? It's like really nice to see you again. So that's nice. That's great. Yeah, that's great that you could have um, those kinds of relationships. I'm pretty sure I was just annoying most <laughs> of the other ministers that I met. But um, oh yeah, to, uh, going backtracking a little bit, Matt, like you were talking about my experience and it wasn't, I was, I was never good enough at basketball to like be on a team that would travel so i didn't my know. team wasn't even good we played at nine o'clock which is the last place game every tournament except for maybe <laughs> like eight and that's we went to like 10 tournaments a year for like five years see we, we and we went to what like one tournament maybe one or two tournaments a year everything else was just in our our you know broke week league so that's I don't know. Anyway, but so the, the way I I met people was really because like my mom's crazy. So uh, <laughs> and in junior Y, you know, we we drive down and my mom would be like, oh yeah, we'll take people, whoever, like we'll take whoever. So I'd meet people, you know, taking them or, or riding with them uh, from the Bay Area. Uh, since we were the same district, we would kind of go together. But that, so that was one way if you don't know them. And then the other way was at the conferences, my mom would be like, yeah, you're not leaving until everything is cleaned up and everyone it, all the hosts have gone. So I got to know a bunch of people in Fresno because as they were cleaning up, I was, I was there with them. You know, my friends <laughs> left and went back to the hotel. I was like, no, you gotta, you gotta be with these people. So then we became friends because we just happened yeah. to, to be there together. So that was just kind of at a, I don't know, happenstance, I suppose, <laughs> became <laughs> friends. And then the same thing, yeah, with the YC and you kind of make, you know, bigger network. And then uh, through, College YBA, which yeah, hopefully you guys also participate in after you graduate, you know, there's even more people you get to meet through the different um, clubs, like in the universities and stuff. So that's, uh, like I said, you know, it kind of builds on on each other. Let's see, Matt, did you have another one or? Oh, I, I thought you, I thought you were going to transition that one into oh. something. <laughs> it seemed like you were setting yourself up for something real good there. I was like, he's got this. 
Sure. Okay. Well, so an, another another reason why I became more active uh, in, in junior YBA, on top of you know making friends, was uh, I started to take on uh, leadership positions. So you know at, at my temple, uh, I was uh, taking leadership positions, and then also on the district level, um, I was taking on leadership positions. So, and, and because of that, it kept me involved, um, kind of in. Uh, everything right because because you're you're a leader you have to go to like all the different things and support so uh, i was wondering um how uh, involved um you guys are in, in the leadership uh obviously as co-presidents there's a huge role uh or huge responsibility but um you know from years past and you know maybe how you got roped into to those things and and why you would do it and uh how how that experience has been I feel like it's a lot different now, especially since we can't really do much, like everything's online. Um, we just had our kickoff event, which was great, but it's like definitely not the same as like being in person and like staying overnight in the temple and playing games until five in the morning. But like, it's it's still interesting to like try to plan things out. Um, I think I just, I just wanted to become more active in junior YBA, especially after like I had a really fun time freshman year. So I just wanted to be on the cabinet to be able to like be more involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I also wanted to be more involved because my freshman year and sophomore year, I wasn't really involved due to other um, activities that I had. But so being on cabinet um, has really, I guess, Believe me of that and um it helped me a lot teach me a lot of like leadership skills and time management that's uh, good like time management is a really important skill that you never <laughs> really master or at least I, I haven't uh but this you know this this idea that you you build these skills uh is is a great um, I guess byproduct of you know the the social or like fun or even educational aspect um, of being in any of these uh, capacities. So, uh, do you have maybe one thing that that stands out that you've taken away from being um, a leader or or being part of Junior Y? If if not, that's all right. We have we have other things. <laughs> well, like I said, like wait, you go ahead. Are you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, like, it's a lot different being a leader and not being able to meet other people and see other people. Like, I don't know. It just, it's, because, like, a lot of what we're doing, it's, like, a lot of this, like, Zoom meetings and, like, emails. And so it doesn't, I don't want to say it does, it's not hard, but, like, there's not really much to it, especially since we might not have, like, our spaghetti feed or, like, we might not be able to go, like out to the conferences. Like I, I know that like um, they're doing an online thing for Coast, but like it's it's just a lot different being online. Yeah, it's just a lot different, I guess, being in a leadership position when you're used to kind of being the one who doesn't have to worry about doing all the emails and communicating with other temple leaders. Um, it's now I appreciate like all the other past leaders and all the hard work they have to do because now that we have to do it. So yeah, like I, I feel like we don't have half the work that like Kayla had to do last year because we don't have we don't have to deal with fees and registration really that much. Like it's just an online form. We don't have to collect money or anything like it. That that kind of was relieved because of COVID. I mean, it's 
that it does i feel like it kind of sucks because you know there, again there's this kind of growth that comes out of struggle um i know uh one of the the people who was in charge of uh the fresno conference they like had like a mini panic attack like all the day yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of anxiety because oh, yeah, yeah. they want everything to go well and you know it turned out uh great you know it was a great, yeah. great job done that time but it was just it was in uh you can see you know how much um everyone cares and how they want it you know to go well and, and the yeah. pressure that they that they put on themselves which is uh obviously you don't want to get to that point where you're like physically not well but it's good to have something yeah. that you, you care about that you, you push so well you, you guys touched on the 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 way COVID has affected um junior yba i don't know if you know we have like a bunch of high school listeners or not but i i personally am interested in how uh COVID has affected your just high school experience in, in general, like not just junior Y, you know, we, we, we can talk about that as well, but I was just wondering, you know, like the, the school in general, like how has it um, affected you? It's well, like, as everyone knows, everything's online. Um, Sacramento Unified School District is kind of talking about going back in person, maybe second semester, but that that's still dependent on like the vaccine, what the president elect will do, like if we're going to have mask mandates or national lockdown, which may be unlikely, but still a lot like in the unknown. I know personally, like it may be a little trivial, but like I've always wanted a prom, but junior prom was canceled and we might not have our senior prom most likely. So it's just like kind of sad that we don't get to do all those senior things. And even though like it may not seem like a big deal compared to like people losing their jobs or losing their housing. It's still like, as a teenager, it's like, wow, I, I didn't get to have those like key senior year moments, which is sad, but I'll get over it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've accepted that online has become like the new normal for right now. But like Jen, I'm really sad because we can't have a senior year and do all the activities like senior sunrise or you know possibly not even have a graduation um but you know i'll get over it and i accept it it's it's not as big as what everyone else is experiencing like for those who you know might have the virus or something like that um but yeah all right i think it's very mature um both of you to kind of have that um i guess mindset or, or perspective in that yeah, there are certain things that are more important, you know, as, as far as like life or, or your livelihood uh, goes, you know, and, you know, dare I say like Buddhistic or whatever, but uh, <laughs> I honestly, I don't think it's, it's trivial and I don't think it's, um, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about feeling that way. Uh, one thing I've learned as uh, a minister and then also just as a person is that um, everyone's feelings are valid, you know, no matter what it is that they're feeling or or how silly someone else might think, or even, you know, yourself, you think it's silly. Like, it, it doesn't matter. If, if you feel something a certain way, then that's okay. And, you know, to deny that would actually be probably, you know, worse than, than, than um, understanding and, and accepting it. So I can completely... Uh, understand why it would it would be tough to not have a prom this thing that you know you're looking forward to things that everyone that you know you know has yeah. has done um, like all these these really uh, important uh, milestones in your life 
So um, I don't know if anything, yeah. like, I, I didn't want to go to graduation and my prom was kind of lame. So <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed both I, my prom and my graduation. So <laughs> no, but I, I think it's true. I think, I think too, that like, you know, your entire high school career culminates to this moment of graduation. And like, I would say that like your senior ball and like junior prom are almost like celebrations that it's almost over. Yeah. That like, I, I, I too, if I were in your guys' shoes, I think that would be very frustrating for me to just be like, yeah. oh, we're not going to have it. Darn. Like, I, I get yeah. that there are bigger things out there, but like in your own like world too, which I think it's fine to live in sometimes is that like, yeah, like that's a almost like life defining moment almost, or like memory that you're not going to yeah. be able to have. It's it's like we're all our friends maybe going to different places mm -hmm. like i might have a really close friend that lives thousands of miles away and like having that final closure we may not like have that like real stick that's like this is the end and we get to say goodbye now it's mm -hmm. kind of just like you're online now so <laughs> so you can zoom with them yeah yeah <laughs> you can like dress real fancy and get in front of a camera for two hours and talk but that's kind of weird <laughs> right it's just Yo, like, that... like special i guess yeah i got like super deep i wasn't even i wasn't even thinking about that but it's true like you you have friends that you grow up with or whatever and you, the next step in your life is you you could end up very far away and so to yeah. not have like you said that last hurrah it, it is it, it's it's more, it's more than just, you know, this trivial thing that is a, a huge, important personal relationship to you. And so like for it to have to go through a, a fundamental change and not be able to say goodbye, that's, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was talking to, to Jenna about this is that like for Reverend Matt and I, this is almost like the perfect time for us or for the perfect, sorry, that that's a bad way to put it. But like <laughs> our age is like, a good age to be having this like pandemic in because it's like we don't have kids so you don't have to worry about like doing learning from home well i mean you have a child now but you know what i mean <laughs> it's, it's different it's not like you have to like be helping her with school and things like that like yeah. that age of child and you can be home with her so that's kind of like good in that way and for me it's like all i'm doing is working from home like i don't really have any other external factors besides that it's just like working from home but like for adults that are that have kids i mean your guys is i mean your parents and then even like for the kids that are younger than you guys that are in dharma school and things like that it's hard because it's like they have to work but they also have to help their kids with zoom help their kids yeah. do their homework make sure they're doing stuff and then for you guys it's like you're missing out on all these different things like it's not just i mean graduation and prom yes but then like all the other activities like i don't know if you guys did like senior sunrise just like i mean carrie you're missing out on your and you missed out on your entire junior baron season and like you're yeah. gonna probably miss out on your entire senior baron season so it's like two years of not being able to play basketball and then even with girl scouts i feel like it's hard because uh well jen you've done your gold award but kara like even planning yours out and like it's just completely different. So everything is just kind of, I don't know. It's, we've all gone through a major change with COVID, but I feel like 
I'm lucky enough to be at an age where it has affected me less than other people. I would be, I know I would be, I am interested and, I, and I'll continue to kind of follow this, but I'm interested to see your uh, class, how you respond to this generationally defining moment, you know, um, or it's not a moment, you know, entire year, but how you don't get, you know, these things that we've been taking for granted for about a hundred years. Yeah. Right. And, and so like how, how you respond, uh, in your actions in your, um, let's, I guess finances, like, you know, what, what you decide to like spend your money on and what you decide to, uh, do with your time, like all those things would be, um, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how you, you all respond because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, uh, both of you are very resilient. You know, a lot of people are, are resilient and then you'll get through this, but then recognizing that like, Oh, there's a lot of stuff that we can't take for granted. Um, and so, you know, you, you might be a little more, um, thoughtful with, with, with your efforts. So I, I would be interested. I don't know. I guess, and seeing that, but, uh, for you two personally, uh, has, has it affected you in, in a certain way that you feel like your perspective has changed? I mean, obviously you're able to see, you know, like the, the important things in life, but, uh, do you feel like your perspective is different than perhaps people, you know, a couple years older than you even? I want to say that like, this has been a, really important time for especially like people in high school it like understanding what our personal responsibilities to society is like we're growing up and we're about to become adults what does it mean to be an adult what does it mean to have those like responsibilities that we need to provide to society like it's a personal responsibility to wear a mask outside and to make sure that you're socially distancing and like it's your responsibility to speak up when you see an injustice happening, like especially with um, everyone on social media because you can't go outside. You see more, um, I wanna like more highlight and more news and more talk about like Black Lives Matter and injustice in our um, systems and like LGBT rights and making sure that we can get medical care and just, being able to understand and acknowledge that we once we grow up and in, during this time that we have responsible or we have a personal responsibility to society to love each other and be kind to each other and look out for each other's safety. Yeah, I, I agree with that and just reiterate, I think this whole pandemic has really, I guess, kind of like a test for us teens, um, especially with the whole online format, right? We're, we're part of a generation where we're so used to technology now. And I think getting accustomed to that even more, but um, I think with the pandemic and um, everything else that has been going on, you know, like Black Lives Matter or, um, you know, anything similar to that, any community aspect I think has really taught us you know, not to take for granted um, the whole notion of community and all these people around you and to be more grateful and just, um, I guess, be more kind-hearted towards others through, you know, different acts of service and um, community. That's great. I mean, I, I feel like uh, there's a, a lot of um, so 
silver linings to uh, the the pandemic. Obviously, the majority of it is this huge dark cloud, but there yeah. are like these these <laughs> silver linings, and uh, it's it's so encouraging to hear you know whether you talk about um, having that civic duty, that responsibility to society, because honestly, in in my opinion, um, the the reason why we've gotten to this point, uh, not just uh, uh, with COVID, but with a lot of our uh, institutions is because people are only concerned about themselves and their group, whether it's their family or, you know, whatever, uh, they're only concerned about themselves and they don't feel this responsibility or this uh, kindness to other people that has um, created, you know, huge discrepancies in a lot of things like you were talking about, you know, medical care and uh, rights, um, you know, for marginalized peoples, like, uh, because there isn't this feeling of we have to take care of everybody. Uh, we, we've kind of gone off the deep end as a, a country. So uh, it's wonderful to hear, you know, that, that the people who are in, going to be in charge of the future are to have that kind of mindset, you know, and hopefully that kind of value will continue to be um, passed down because as a you know Buddhist minister, I feel like a lot of those values are the same where we, we should be compassionate and we should be looking out for uh, everyone, you know, the, the greater good, it's not just um, ourselves. And so uh, I'm, I'm glad that um, I'm, and as unfortunate as the circumstances have been, uh, it has uh, sped up that <laughs> tough lesson for, yeah. uh, you know, your your class of like, it's it's not just yourself out there. You know, right. we're, we're part of a, a bigger thing and, and we have this uh, duty to them. So that's, I don't know, that's wonderful to hear. I would say that I'm very proud of you guys because I think that you guys are a lot more um, knowledgeable about like politics and just the world around you guys. Like I would say at your age, uh, I mean, I voted, but like I didn't really take it all that seriously at the time. I think, I mean, I, I feel like now I do, but I feel like you guys have taken like your uh, like civil rights and things like that. And you guys are really like becoming involved in it. And it's something that like, I think, gives me hope just like it does Reverend Matt that like the younger generation is going to be better than my generation. Like, I don't, I, I mean, I guess we're still technically part of the same generation, but you know what I mean? Like you guys yeah. being younger, I think it, it gives me more hope than like some people my own age where I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I don't, I don't think we're the same generation because you're I millennial, mean, right? Gen Z is from the youngest right now is five to 24. Yeah, so you so you don't make the cut, right? You're millennial. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a millennial and they're Gen Z, but I feel like but like it's one of those things where I feel like I'm closer to like older Gen Zs than I am to like the top portion of millennials. I mean, we've had this conversation like millennials also are people that are like had pagers when they were No, in no, those those no, are no, Gen Xers. No, 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 those are millennials. There are millennials that have had like that had like pagers in high school and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I never had a pager. Because millennials, because you grew up in the 2000s, pagers was after or before the 2000s. No, I thought it went from because I thought uh, I, I'm gonna have to I'll, I'll bleep out his name, but I thought was like a um, millennial, like an old millennial. He felt like he was an old millennial, but he's a Gen Xer. Oh, is he? Oh, okay, because he's like on the cusp or whatever. Yeah. I guess it, I guess it depends what you what you're looking at too because I feel like the age ranges are a little bit varying 
yeah. by, by by like five yeah. years. Yeah, it's like yeah. A gray area. Yeah. between each generation, where like you may relate more. That's to true. Like yeah, above yeah. or below you. Because it's like yeah, Gen Gen Z, and then the what is it? I I, gen I generation is yeah. the next one. Yeah, but I think like but hey. I have a like in my eyes, I feel like I'm in our maybe like the four of us are in like a technical generation, especially like yeah. if you're thinking of it in the temple sense that we are all like the younger generation still mm -hmm. like just because we're within 10 years of each other. Are you guys, uh, Yonsei? Um, oh, you're, you're Gosei, right? Are you, are you fifth generation or fourth generation? I think I'm fourth. Okay. Technically I'm first. Okay, you're third generation. No, technically I'm first because I came here on my own. I this, is, this is true. She's on my call. Yeah, on my call. Okay, I I asked a person to help me with like my college apps, and they said I would technically be first generation. Technically, yes, you would be first generation. Yeah. That is correct. But from my family, I'm fourth. I think. Mm, okay. Carrie, you're yeah, only third. Carrie, you're. Yeah, I'm third. What about like back to Hawaii? Like, is I your mom? I don't really know the whole Hawaii part. I just know my dad's side. Oh, okay. Yeah. So your grandparents came over after the war. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh wow. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, that would that it? would make it Kibe, right? Yeah. No, Kibe is no went was here, went back during the war, came back. So then they're just what Shin Issei or something? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think that's what it is. I didn't know that. I, I, this whole time I thought you were either like a Yonsei or a Gosei. No. So does your dad speak Japanese? Yes, he does. What? Okay. Dennis speaks Japanese? Yes. Well, okay. Well, I did not know that. Yeah, because my, um, his mom, my grandma, she's from Japan. And she moved here in like 1963. Um, and she doesn't speak English that well and still doesn't so this is blowing uh, my mind i am learning so much about your family right now so every saturday uh, my dad and his sister would go to sakura gakuen at the church mm -hmm. and they would learn japanese and then at home they would speak it to my grandma mm. that's interesting okay going going back i got i just i should have been taking notes i've got i'm taking notes now all right so <laughs> uh you you guys mentioned um about social media and what a huge impact um that has what what a uh important medium it is to communicate over uh and uh it, it is it's fantastic in certain aspects in that it gives people uh, a voice it gives people a connection uh and we can amplify some of these social issues uh, at the same time, because of, you know, the algorithms that push things that are uh, controversial or that will attract attention or keeps like-minded people um, together, uh, it can be also very dangerous, right? Uh, and we see that with a lot of the controversies over um, Facebook and uh, the very little policing over, um, you know, certain kind of more violent uh, groups of people. But I was wondering uh, how you guys felt about social media, which is you know a very broad question, and hopefully it allows you uh, 
to answer it however you want to. I mean, you know, you if you have anything in, in particular you, you wanted to address or uh, if you didn't have anything, you just want to speak on, you know, the whole thing. Um, I would be interested in hearing uh, because as we've just kind of like, uh, what's the word? Clarified where we, we are of like different generations in terms of like technology. So I, I was... I was in college back when Facebook was only for college students. <laughs> so you had to have a college email address to have a Facebook. And I remember my friend signed me up for it. You got to get on this thing called Facebook. I was like, oh, okay. So then they signed me up and everything. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's changed completely right over uh, the, the, whatever, how old I am <laughs> since then. And the, now it's something for grandparents, but uh, I, I am interested in, in, you know, what, what you guys feel is, in a, you know, about social media, what you think is important or whatever, or, or, you know, your opinions on anything, because uh, like you said, it's become this, this huge part of um, your life. So I, I wonder uh, how, you know, if you have anything, like I said, anything in particular or anything that stands out or just broadly, whatever, just how you want to answer the question. Uh, like you said, it can keep like-minded people together. And I think that's really important when it comes to social media, because, like when you like something, it's just gonna show you more of the thing that you liked. So it's really easy to people for people to stay in their echo chamber, to stay in their own perspective and not try to branch out. Um, so like, I think that it's really good for learning more, but you have to use it that way. Like you have to use social media in a certain way to get the most out of it. Cause I know that like I use social media to, you know talk to my friends and like, it's kind of how I cope with certain issues because I can like reach out to people but also it has given me like a better world perspective I can like hear more people talk and understand where they're coming from which is something that like especially you, if you live in a certain area that's not very diverse you can just get the same information and you can't really reach out to other people to learn more. So I think social media is good in that aspect, but you have to use it in that way. Yeah, I agree with that. I think overall social media, it's like, it's does good. And then there's like some harm to it. Like for right now, it's a great way to keep us like united and able to connect with their friends still. Um, but, and also to like educate ourselves. And it's also, I think like a great platform for us to use our voices on certain issues. But at the same time, I think it's, the way I see it as negative is when that just becomes like our only form of communication. And then, you know, once you see someone in person, it's like completely different from when you're talking um, with them through a screen. Like it's not, I don't know, whenever like I see people around and you know, be like Snapchatting them or something. But then when I see them in person, it's like, I can barely say like, hi, it's just <laughs> that awkwardness. Yeah. I think that can also be a good thing too. It's like, it kind of gets you out of your comfort zone to like talk to more people. Like there's also, there's very obviously the bad part where like you're, you're in front of a screen. So if you offend someone that you don't know, it's, it doesn't mean as much to you. But like in person, if you were to like, oh, you're ugly, that like you would feel more guilt about that because you're personally, no, that may have been a bad example, but. No, I, I think, I think that's a good example though. Like, I feel like a lot of people do that of like, oh, well, I'm behind a screen on a keyboard. Like I can say whatever I want to this person because they're never going to like know who I am like 
like I don't have to see them being offended unless they send me a curse message, but mm-hmm. really that doesn't mean anything to because it's not like they're saying it to my face. Yeah, and then you're just trolling people at that point too of like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just trying to get a rise out of them, I guess. Yeah, and I think that like there's always good pros and cons to everything. So, yeah. Oh, there's I've when I think about this question, I think about like this one specific TikTok. It's like they were talking about how like the goods and bads of social media and how it like affects like insecurities and how you see yourself. It's like social media, it's like the most, one of the most biggest criticisms of it is that like people gain insecurities from people and you like compare yourself and like you try to put the highlights of your life to seem more cool. It's like, that's true, but also like with the body positivity movement or body neutrality movement or just like people being or like talking about their insecurities also gives people to be like more comfortable with it if that makes sense so she was talking about like how like she has become more insecure about these certain things because social media has made it aware for her but also she's become more confident in these certain in other things because social media has talked about it and has let her know that like like it's okay to have these things it's normal it's it's not a bad thing yeah no those are those are all you know great points i i mean i i think it's fantastic uh that you both have the awareness that social media is a tool and it can be used for good it can be used for bad and it's really important that the uh user understands that because without that um knowledge right then then it can be it can can go bad real quick you know and you you touched on like uh a couple things um you know as far as like uh talking to someone in person versus online um that i feel like is at least for me personally not just like a social media thing but just electronic communication in general like i i i I used to in college and texting people and then like it's oh yeah it's so fun to like text you and you see my person you're like uh hey (laughs) (laughs) it's that's awkward um so i mean that's and maybe that's maybe Carrie, you and I are just introverts. And so it's like awkward, but um, maybe, you know, it's, it is like a product of that. And it's probably more pronounced because of social media um, as far as like, uh, you know, bullying or, or, or trolling. You're, you're absolutely right, Jen, that I feel I think that when people uh, they talk about um, or they, they say mean things to someone, when you don't have to deal with the reaction, then there's no consequences. Right. Like if, if you saw someone in person, you said, Oh yeah, you're you're ugly, and the consequence is you get punched in the face. You probably think about it twice next time. Yeah. Versus online, you know, you, there's nothing negative that happens to you, and and it's not even punching, getting punched in the face. If you saw someone cry, you know, because you because you called them fat or something, then you'd think about it next time. Like, that maybe that wasn't a nice thing to do, uh, and and you lose that right. And uh, as you guys were talking about the kind of making other people's voices bigger, which can be good for, for positive things like uh, addressing these insecurities. Um, 
uh, it, it does bring attention, like the whole Instagram versus reality thing, right? <laughs> Where if you pose a certain way, you look super skinny, but then, you know, after you've just eaten a burrito, then it looks like you're 30 pounds heavier. Uh, and when people understand that, it's like, oh, this is what a body looks like. It doesn't have to look perfect all the time. But then there is also that that aspect of it where everyone's always posting the, their, the best parts of their lives, right? And you think that that's what their life must be because they only post about incredible things, but they don't show you everything in between where they could be having the, the worst time you know, in the world and you would just have uh, no idea. So I, it's, it's incredible to think, you know, the kind of things that you guys have um, had to go through just being like, normal people not not that normal is like a thing but you know just existing in in a capacity where uh you don't have any super like i don't know famous tendencies or anything where you know you're blowing up and still you have to deal with that that kind of stuff i mean you look at people like um what is it hanakimura the, the person who committed suicide in japan you know because they got bullied online and like she was an incredible person it's like pro wrestlers on tv you know very attractive but like still it, it got to her and so it's it's like crazy to me that you know people like that these incredible people can can be taken down uh by these trolls whereas back in the day before any of this if you were a troll you were like in a crowd of people and you're just like Hey, you suck. And then it's like, <laughs> shut up. Like, yeah. that's it. And that, that was the end of it. That's how you but deal now with hecklers. Everyone, what was that? Like dealing with hecklers at a comedy show. It's just like, you just end up getting roasted yourself more so than you, right. than you make a, I don't know, than yeah. people like encourage you to do it. Exactly. Like, but when you're commenting, you know, on online on something and, and you have a bunch of people who are just doing the same thing because of their own insecurities, then it, it really can affect somebody. So it's it's sad and, and it's tough to see um, and, and hear about, you know, all the time. So um, I don't know. I, I'm glad that both of you have been able to, like, separate, separate from that of like, it's not it isn't everything and be careful how you look at it. So it makes me happy to know that you have that um, kind of understanding of it. And I, I think you have a great perspective on social media uh, personally, because I know it could be very unhealthy, but it sounds like you have a very good healthy <laughs> relationship with it. Matt, yeah, did, like you, did you ever think that like social media would come this far? Oh, like, I, I absolutely like once, or yeah, once the, the like button once i understood what that was like <laughs> then it's like oh people are going to start doing stuff for likes mm -hmm. and then it's all downhill from there because then people start to value themselves based on likes uh then you know there's these competitions and what you do for it and you know what what you're how far you're willing to go and how bad it'll be if you don't and so like the, you know the whole perception of uh what what you're putting forward and how people judge you because essentially that's what it is right where you decide to like something or not then you have that power over somebody and then it becomes monetized and you know, all these different things so mm -hmm. like it's it, one thing after another um i like, I can't remember when it was like a couple years back, I started just typing up these notes to myself of like, this, this is going to be terrible down the line for us <laughs> when uh, it, it all kind of, kind of comes to a head, um, which it kind of did, I guess. But I don't know, I, I, whatever the future was, I did not expect it to look like this, I guess. <laughs>
<laughs> so I don't want to give myself too much credit. But I was just like, yeah, social media, this mm, maybe not, might not be so great in, in the future. So I don't know. Did you, did you have any kind of idea? I mean, I, I just remember like the biggest drama of like, or even just like big deal of social media was who was in your top eight on MySpace. And that was like, whatever. I mean, people got offended, but then like you have to see them in person anyways, because they're your friends. It's like awkward, but like, yeah, you're right. When I think when Facebook started using likes, you could kind of see the trend of like, oh, people are only going to post like good things as opposed to just like on Twitter ate a hot dog today. It was good. The end. I don't know. It's just, it seems like there's been such a, a shift in the way we use it. And I feel almost like bad that I guess the younger generation, like Karen, Jen, that you guys have to deal with this more so than we did. Cause I feel like people our age don't really use social media as much or we use it, but it's sparingly. I can't imagine being a high schooler nowadays. Yeah. It's just, it would be so hard. I think because like, like the world has kind of become more dangerous. Like there's a, there's like a lot of serial killers in like the seventies and stuff. So parents started getting stricter about not letting their kids go outside without a soup without like an adult or like, like I know the things that my parents had done had done when they were my age, they would never let me do that. And like going out to party in San Francisco or something, like they would never let me do that. So like having social media is like the way we communicate now. So, cause we can't like do those like really dangerous things that have become more like acknowledged, I guess. I'm trying to think about dangerous things that I've done. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's you, you, you're, you're right to a certain, I mean, to a certain extent for me, I feel like I didn't do such like crazy. I didn't do stupid stuff, but like the amount of stupid stuff that I did probably would be less because then, you know, you know, everyone has like a cell phone out and they can record you at anything. Like that was a huge thing when, when they put a camera in the phone, right? Like <laughs> Before that, I don't know, you, you could, Maybe take a grainy picture with your bad digital camera. It was really just word would... of mouth at that point. Yeah. It was like, so oh, I saw like, them do if... this kind of thing. Exactly. Right. So, so I have like a bunch of stories with my friends like, oh, yeah, remember we did that stupid, you know, we got <laughs> on the carousel at midnight and we were spinning it really fast. One of us, you know, got a concussion because they fell off. So like something like that where it's, it's all word of mouth about this stupid thing we did versus like, let me show you this, this video yeah. of, you know, this crazy thing that we did together. Yeah. So I mean, like everything is, is documented, which is, I think hard, it's hard because everything follows you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My parents always worry about like my digital footprint and especially like now that we're applying to college and making sure we don't lose a, lose a acceptance because of it. Yeah. I never thought about that really. Like having your own digital footprint follow you to the point where you could not get a job or like be yeah. rejected from a college. That's so weird. Oh, I I had to think about it real early when I was junior Y advisor. And then like I was I was I tweeted some stupid joke about like which know, one? That's the something. real question. Yeah. But then like one of the moms like 
pulled me aside. I was like, hey, we heard we heard that you had this like joke, which was really inappropriate that our kids like thought was funny. And I was like, well, there goes that because I can't say nothing on social media no more. <laughs> but it's like for you for you guys, it's it's very real that it, you're you know, you're like you said, your livelihood could depend on you not getting caught doing something stupid on video, which is I think a terrible, like tremendous amount of pressure to put on uh, adolescents because part of being like a young person is learning what to do and what not to do. And from my personal experience, the way you do that best is by messing up. And so when you do something dumb and then you get the consequence, then you can move forward. But like when, when everyone's looking back and they're like, oh, well, you did this one thing. So I'm not going to give you the job. I was like, well, wait, like I might've grown as a person since yeah. then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of like how a lot of like people, especially earlier in the year have been getting like canceled or like, people are starting to see like this stuff they did like 10 years ago was really messed up and like it has kind of followed them and yeah you know. yeah i think i think we it's see just that like a lot good. of like comedians though is that like some jokes were acceptable like yeah back, like 10 years ago but now it's surfacing back up again and it's like they're getting canceled for it yeah. I, I mean i just think about you know when i was in high school and the kind of jokes that me and my friends made and it's a tough look it's not great like it just wouldn't fly these days yeah. and i and i'm like embarrassed of it in terms of if that ever would have surfaced because we had a recording of it i would just be like that that would yeah. that, that would just be bad for me i guess i feel like i don't know it's like whatever matt was saying though like we didn't record that stuff so it's kind of word of mouth and even then you just forget after a while like there's nothing to go back to to really like pull it up to trigger that memory yeah no i mean me too i i used to say a lot of real mean stuff i used to be real mean uh <laughs> and so like i think somebody that i went to college with came to church one time and then was like hey i remember when you said like this thing about people and i was like oh yeah that, that's awful <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know we, we could probably have a whole episode on cancel culture and yeah like what what that means because i think it's important for people to understand that they uh you can essentially like vote you know for confidence with your actions where you know you buy something you support them by buying it you follow yeah. somebody you support them by following them you know like and so you have to be conscious about what you're doing right and if you don't want to support something then don't watch it or you know don't feed into it and that's important to know but at the same time we should try to understand things uh hopefully by assuming good intent right so like if someone uh did say something stupid or they did mess up or you know a while ago they did say something you know messed up can we be a little more forgiving as like a society to be like well did you grow did you learn you know can, is it an opportunity for us to teach right like I, I i think if we shut down people so quickly it's hard to to grow as a society because we don't allow that kind of um teaching moment to exist uh of course you know if you say something and you're like oh yeah did you learn from it and they're like no and then they just keep going it's yeah. like okay well then we can you know accept that you're just a terrible person and not support you anymore but hopefully we can try to uh 
teach and grow together, um, especially when it's people who are clearly, you know, very ignorant or like, you're just, oh, yeah. you just don't know, you just don't understand. And so, you know, can we, can we work together to, to teach? So hopefully you can. Like, especially us, like as younger people, like you said, we're going to make a lot of mistakes. And especially in like a diverse place like Sacramento, and we have a bigger, like, pers- I don't want to like say bigger perspective, but we have a different perspective than say someone who lived in the South and are a product of their environment. That's not necessarily their fault that they weren't, they, they didn't have the same information that we have. And we like social media gives us a place to teach them like why something may be offensive, like why you can't say the N-word if you're not black, like things like that. Like teenagers have been getting doxxed and like canceled essentially because they said something and it may not necessarily be because they're racist or something. It's just because they, they just don't know. And like, yeah, it's hard to like, define a point where it's like they they didn't know and they they're trying to be offensive and like just not knowing but like at the same time we are young we're gonna make mistakes and we have to like call each other out but also be understanding and teach other people yeah that's the the tough thing i feel like uh, is is calling someone out in like a compassionate way where there's that tension of you need to confront someone but also, how do you do that in a way that is open and, and understanding? So uh, that's, I don't know, that's always a challenge. And, and I, I'm glad that uh, you have that mentality and hopefully that um, continues to, to carry you guys uh, in your, your interactions in the future. You'll be great teachers. <laughs> yeah, you guys can replace me as a Dharma school teacher. No? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Please do. I don't want to be if, a Dharma school teacher I'm when I'm like Sacramento. Maybe yeah. sure. I don't want to be a Dharma school teacher for the next thirty years. To be honest, you can be like Luigi. I don't even really want to be junior YBA advisor for the next thirty years. To be, if I'm really being honest with you guys, I'm hoping like when if Jenna and I have kids that I will not be their advisor because I don't want oh. that burden. I feel like that's that's a tough one. Like you wouldn't want to be there. Yeah, I feel like that's weird. I I don't know. I feel like more so for the kid. I mean, remember Matt, you could speak to this more. Oh. Like having a child at the temple when your parent is overseeing either the temple itself or like a specific organization. It's just a lot of pressure. And then it also yeah. makes you feel like, or as a child, maybe like, makes them feel like they can't do certain things because you're there all the time. That makes sense. I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to just flat out, like disagree with you, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, you totally can. No. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of the minister kids are really bad kids because they get away with everything. <laughs> They're the minister. That is kids, true. That is true. You know? Yeah. I mean, but you're, you're absolutely right. That like all eyes are on them. Like everyone knows who they are. And so, mm-hmm. so there's, it's kind of these two things of like, you're under more scrutiny, but you're also given like a lot of leeway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You make a good point. I just feel like if I, like for me personally, I would want my kid to have like a norm, uh, normal, like a normal experience that like you guys are kind of having where like your parents kind of come when asked, but aren't there all the time, especially with like junior YBA being like more social. 
And it's like, kind of like you act differently around your friends than your parents. And it mm-hmm. may not necessarily be that like you're acting out or like you're being a bad kid, but it's just like you, you wouldn't act the way you do towards your parents. And you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to act that way like around your parents. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. So if you guys want to come back and replace me, <laughs> please feel free to. If I'm living in Sacramento, sure. Hey, I mean, if you want to be a minister too, like. Oh yeah, we have an opening. <laughs> it's only it's only a four year degree plus how many years at IBS? Three minimum, I believe. Mm. For your master's, yep. is it a master's or a doctorate? Master's. The doctorate master's. would be I don't know, a couple more. Yeah, yeah. You guys could also be ministers, like Reverend Matt. How much time or like how much schooling does that take? Or like, what do you major in? You can major in whatever you want to. Uh, I was told you just need a undergraduate degree because it is a graduate school. So, and then actually I was, I was encouraged not to take Buddhist classes because you're, they're like, yeah, you're going to get a ton of that when you go to IBS. So, you know, do what you're interested in or, or do, uh, you know, so the other religions or whatever, like whatever you feel like would be beneficial to you. Um, and then, you know, you can go, uh, into IBS. So, I mean, I, I, I found religion interesting. So I, I majored in religious studies, but that's not a necessity. Like you can, you can do whatever you want. You can major in communications so that you can prepare yourself for communicating your job. No. Yeah. For like your job or like, I mean, I'm sure people do. I, I feel like getting your master's in um, Buddhist studies. If you're, if the plan is to become a minister, a good, major to look into would also be like psychology like they kind of go hand in hand of like helping people and like i don't know understanding other perspective kind of things yeah we owe to each other makes i mean there's a lot that you could kind of fit into there yeah and i feel like whatever what makes people interesting like the ministers interesting is how different they are and so like if you have a certain perspective that you can bring depending on whatever you majored in. And we have a lot of ministers that are second career ministers. And so hearing their experiences from their jobs before, like it, it all, it all equates to like life experience. So any, anything, I think is good. Are we, are we good? Yeah. Yeah. We have like about an hour. Okay. Ish. An hour ish. Uh, do you guys have any questions? Do you guys want to, want to, Ask Reverend Matt or myself anything as your advisor and minister or as just like older like, people. We're, we're going to college soon, right? Um, mm-hmm. This may be different because of like COVID and stuff. But like, how did you stay connected with the church when you went to college or like as you were off places? I don't, I don't know if like where you really went, but... Like, yeah, well, how did going to college change, like, your connection to the church? So I went to Davis, and uh, I went to Sac Betsuian, I think, maybe twice in the four years. <laughs> I was he could find his way over there. He, yeah. he went out twice. Uh, so there wasn't, like, a huge connection there. Uh, I did join the Japanese American Student Society, which was the equivalent of most campuses have an NSU, like a NK Student Union. So, uh, you know, a bunch of... Japanese American people, we had some Japanese people, we had some people that weren't Japanese at all. And you know, you get together and you do stuff and that's fun. Um, but like the big thing was the the college YBA. So 
there's college conference um, in Southern California. They have Southern seniors. I don't know if they still have it. And I don't then, think so. I think it's kind of dwindled down. Okay. And then in the Pacific Northwest, they had um, their uh, senior YBA, mm-hmm. which, which is actually much more active now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like there the was Sacramento the, kids. Was that? With all the Sacramento all the, yeah. kids who have gone to <laughs> all the, school. All the Sacramento kids that went to Seattle. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. it's super active. But like the, their senior white bay essentially existed at my friends. And then now it's uh, all those kids from Sac. So like doing doing those things were great. Um, I was also really lucky that the YAC program uh, continued to do events because we asked for them. And like, I didn't, I didn't realize this till later, but apparently that's why they did stuff was because we kept mm-hmm. bugging the MAs like, we want to get back together, put something on for us. And so they <laughs> did something, which is, I guess, is how advanced training started because we were bugging them so much. So uh, if you if you bug people enough, they'll they'll do something for you, um, in, at least at the temple level, because they want to they want to help out the young kids. So if you bug me or you bug, I don't know, Koichi or whoever at you know, BCA to like do stuff for you, hopefully they'll they'll do something. But uh uh, the college YBA, I think, is still the big one. I know a lot of the kids on the cabinet. They're not kids. I know a lot of the the officers in the cabinet. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's I think, one way to connect because that one uh, encompasses uh, all the schools, I guess. It's because it's not affiliated with a temple. And I think that's what's right. important is that a lot of it's times more people want to take time. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was saying it's just a little bit more broad yeah, than, so- than like junior YBA where it's Sacramento, right? Lauren, it's right. just like everybody in the northern district gets together. So it's it's less, yeah, tied to the temples, uh, and more so just like the people. And I think some people need time away from the temple, especially if you've been heavily involved. I totally get it. So it allows that um, space, but then also the connection is still there to like the members, and and they go to like temple events. You know, they go like obon hopping or something. Like they'll they'll do stuff together. So there is kind of this connection um, without the actual physical like connection. Yeah. And then I, for me, it was a little bit different because I went to um, community college here in Sacramento. I went to CRC and then I went to Sac State. So I was kind of in Sacramento the whole time. So I really helped out more. I would say I didn't start doing Dharma school until I was at Sac State because um, one of the teachers asked me. And then that's kind of how Kara and I have worked together at the temple and stuff. But I do a lot of stuff just at a temple level of helping out a bazaar, helping out at a bowl. And um, I kind of talked to Koichi about, you know, after college, I would take over junior YBA. So that kind of worked out of like, I'm here anyway, so I can kind of like see who's coming through it. And I think, I think actually coming in when I did was a good time for me because I feel like I'm old enough from you guys that I'm (laughs) not just, I'm not just like your friend anymore. I'm more like older. We see you person. as an authority figure. Yeah, exactly. But when I was in college, I, it was the same as Reverend Matt. I think, I think your age really started college YBA back up, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like us, and yeah, people like a year, year or two older than me. Mm-hmm. Like we, we started college YBA, so that's kind of a cool thing to like see it still going. Yeah, yeah. So then I was kind of like just a beneficiary of that, of all my friends were knew somebody that was telling them to go to college conference and then even my sister made me go to college conference and it just kind of took off from there uh 
I was really active in college YBA when I was in college. So I was the president for like three years or something, two or three years or something like that. But I mean, through college YBA, I met Jenna and then Reverend Matt and I have a lot of mutual friends because of college YBA and because of YC and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a little bit different because YC doesn't really exist anymore, but I think I got lucky in that they were annoying enough to ask for stuff to get, to keep getting put on. And then I just got to go to that stuff because it was already planned. But that's how a lot of my close friends are. And a lot of people that I had in my wedding party, I met through either YAC or college YBA. I think only one person is like a Sacramento person. I mean, Reverend Matt doesn't count because he's not really from Sacramento. (laughs) Okay. Kind of right. So, yeah. I yeah you know you know what I mean like yeah. you didn't go to our you didn't go to Sacramento <laughs> Temple growing up yeah yeah no it, it's true and and like honestly uh I don't really have any friends from uh college or from like mm. high school like all my friends are from church so yeah I mean it, it could be like that where all your lifelong friends are, are from temple in some shape or form um or I don't know I mean I always go if you have friends that aren't from temple that's totally cool like I don't I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's fine. But you could make say, like lifelong friends. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I want to say like one of the the good things about having temple friends from other areas is just going to like their old bones mm-hmm. or their um what's it called like Northwest Convention and things like that. It's like still being connected to the temple, but really getting to spend time with your friends. Yeah. So I always encourage people to like participate in uh college YBA and things like that. So you guys should wherever you go to school. Yeah. And even if it means like reviving it, I mean, I don't know. I, Cause I don't know how like Southern California is doing, but if you guys end up going to Southern California, like just put something on, meet some other Buddhist people through NSU and then be like, Oh, we should have a conference kind of thing or a seminar. And Reverend Matt will help you. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll, I'm kidding. I'll do whatever I'll, I can. I'll help you guys. Yeah, I mean, we'll all help. We always are willing to help because I think that's something that's important to both of us is just having you guys stay involved in some way, shape, or form, whether it be when you come home and we make you help at Bazaar <laughs> in our booths or just staying active by maybe not going to Temple but holding a seminar or something and going once in a while. It's always good. Well, thank you. That's that, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you guys have any other questions for us? Not really. Okay. <laughs> that's cool. Go ahead, Matt. You can. Uh, you can. Uh, I feel like we it. we shouldn't we shouldn't plug. They they shouldn't plug anything. Is that? I mean, unless they want to college. I mean, junior YBA. Oh, you can follow our Sacramento Junior YBA Instagram at SAC period JYBA, I think. I'm not entirely sure. I don't run it anymore. I don't know. Close enough. Yeah. I mean, you'd find it. Just look up Sacramento Junior YBA. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) SAC period Junior YBA. Wait, so I was right? Yeah. Is it JYBA or Junior YBA? Junior YBA. J-R-Y-B-A. I forgot the R. Whoops. It's fine. 
Yeah, you guys call it JYBA, which is new to me. We call it JYBA. I always called it Junior Y. I don't know. At first, I called it Junior YBA, but then I was like, I can just take out the R. So I just started calling it JYBA. It started a trend. This this younger generation, they'll never understand us. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm regular Matt. You could find me at the underscore Matt Nader. Um, I'm Reverend Matt, and uh, you can find my stuff by searching for the uh, Sacramento Buddhist Church uh, on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And then also follow us on social media. It's at Welcome Matt's Pod. I got it right this time. Don't worry. All right. And then, and, yeah, if you have you any can email us at Welcome Matt's like Pod. Yeah. You can email us at welcomematspod.com with any suggestions. Um, we're really happy to have some junior YBA kids on here. Um, I'm really proud of you guys for like dealing with uh, COVID this year and everything. And I think you guys are doing a great job as your advisor. And also because you guys make it easy for me to not have to really do that much. Yeah, no, no pressure, but I expect to see great things from both of you in uh, probably five to 10 years. When you come back and start being junior YBA advisors yourselves. Okay. Uh, don't know about that, but... <laughs> okay I'll, t- I'll talk you into it eventually well you know this i i want to live out my dreams of living in a forest in oregon so i might not be able to but it's true but there are buddhist temples in oregon but i won't be able find. to replace you that's okay as long as you stay active in some way shape or form that's all we can ask for that's what i i want i want to like one of the things that when i was like looking for a college or like looking for my top one or one school was like how close it is to the Buddhist temple so that I can keep being active in the church. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm happy to hear that. And Carrie, you have to stay involved no matter what <laughs> I could just... you, you have no choice. Your family is just kind of like going to be here forever. So, True. so you're kind of stuck. So yes. good luck with that. The parks are being the third child. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, I think that's all we have for today. Or Matt, you wanna you wanna say anything else? Uh, nope. Okay. Cool. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.